Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. fly. And welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 13, and we are going to be talking about everything cheat meal and treat meal related. Um, I think that's something that is kind of a hot topic and something that you asked about quite frequently when it comes to how do you handle um, kind of going off plan or away from your diet. Um, Why don't you kind of... Yeah, so this term cheat meal has been around forever since I've started my journey since I was 500 pounds. I heard this this saying, this phrase of cheat meals and I was asked all the time, well, do you allow yourself to have cheat meals, cheat days and what do you do kind of when you go off program or off plan or off your eating or whatever word we want to call it. Um, and my views on it have drastically changed the more I've been on this kind of journey where it's become a bigger journey than just where I started as trying to lose weight. Now it's become more of this is my lifestyle and what I'm trying to do is take care of me and make the choices that are best for me, mental health, physical health, so I can live actually like my best life possible. Um, And so through the years, this term cheat day, cheat meals is still a pretty big term in, you know, the weight loss community, the body positive community, the health and fitness community. Um, Bodybuilding as well. I have friends at my gym, trainers, um, people who've lost weight themselves, everyone kind of in my circle as well that I personally know using the word cheat meals and, you know, talking about this. And I've had so many requests from people asking how I handle cheat meals or cheat days and what I do. Do I do it? Do I believe in it? And so that's kind of where I told Kevin, you know what, let's make an episode about this because I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings about this whole cheat meal, cheat day. Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in that part when you very first started talking about it and you said it's about what's best for you and uh, not only mentally, but physically and all of those things. It's definitely a a whole body approach um, and not just looking at it as like a quick, this is, I'm having a cheat and I'm moving on. Like there's so much more that goes into like the thoughts and feelings surrounding um, those meals. Right. And so I think a great place to start is kind of around the whole term cheat meal or cheat day. Um, And to start, that's like right off the bat, that word cheat is what I have a huge problem with. Um, Cheat insinuates or implies that you're doing something wrong. Um, So if you're trying to lose weight and you're like, you know what, I'm going to have a cheat meal and I'm going to eat this pizza or I'm going to eat this cookie and it's going to be my cheat, It's a negative association with that food or what you're doing. And I think for me, having a hard relationship with food and with my body and really trying to change how I view food and how I view myself and what I eat and in terms of food in general, saying the word, you know, cheat, it might not affect people and they might think, oh, I am cheating because this is what I normally allow myself to eat. But for someone like me who is hypersensitive to food, my relationship with food and how I view food, 
I just think that word altogether just needs to be thrown out the door and we need to more focus on treating food for what it is, is food without that negative word cheat thrown in there. Right. And I think we can throw that back to last week's episode when we were talking about restriction and restraint with food and how that leads you to obsess about something and that's all that your body can focus on and want and then that's going to allow you or lead you to a binge. Um, I think that this is much the same way. If you have a negative feeling or thought about it, it's bad. You're not allowing yourself to have it. It's going to lead to a binge or an overeating or overconsumption at some point. Right. Or it's going to add to that continued disordered way of viewing food or your body or what you eat because you restrict it so much. Let's just say cookies. You restrict it so much. You label it as bad. This is a bad food. I can't eat it. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to be healthy. I'm not eating this because it's bad. And then you say, okay, well, now I'm going to cheat and eat this cookie. It still implies you're doing something bad or something negative or putting that negative thought on cookies as deeming them bad. When in reality, a cookie is not bad. Eating a cookie is not bad. Um, It's changing the relationship you have with eating cookies, your thoughts and feelings on how you feel about yourself eating cookies and how much you have. And I know for me, going off what Kevin just said, if I completely say cookies are off limits, the moment I say, you know what, I'm going to cheat and have a cookie, I physically cannot stop eating them. And it takes it far beyond just treating yourself to a cookie. And for me into that unhealthy place of now I'm going to stuff all these cookies down my face because I have restricted for so long. And then I physically cannot stop. So I think It might sound like, well, cheat is just a word. It's whatever. But words have power and they're a powerful thing, especially in our mind or especially with people who struggle with relationships with food. And that word cheat definitely makes it seem like you're doing something wrong, which you're absolutely not. Right. And I think that's kind of the thing, too, is like you shouldn't feel guilty about doing something that you can do. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like it's a negative thing. It's not something that like whatever is like when you feel guilty about it again leads to that restriction and that negative uh, self-talk and uh, image and all of those negative things which again lead to overeating and overconsumption or feeling like you have to punish yourself because you ate it which is cutting calories killing yourself in the gym to overdo because you did something wrong by eating the cookie right and i think that's where it's important to bring in it's more of your total diet and your total lifestyle as opposed to what you're doing for one meal or one Uh, treat or whatever that may be because one meal is not going to wreck you just like one meal is not going to make you thin right just like one workout session is not going to give you a six-pack overnight like it's what you're doing most of the time not what you're doing some of the time right and i think you know so to lead back to what i started with is The word cheat, I think, needs to just be completely thrown out the window, whether you're someone who has an eating disorder, struggles with body, is struggling with weight loss, whatever it may be, Um, because I think no matter what, we need to stop that negative talk around food and deeming certain foods good or bad. And that word cheat needs to just be completely thrown out because you're not doing something wrong by eating certain foods. Right. Um. And so this is something I've talked to my therapist about a lot is this word because I'm very much all in or all out. And that's something I'm trying to break that cycle of. But she said putting a label on food, whether it be treat, cheat, I'm, you know, having this. What's another word we were talking about? Like essentially that cheat meal, treat meal and saying, okay, now I'm going to have this treat meal for dinner. 
um, and have pizza, she said, just throw all of those words out the door and just say, I'm having pizza for dinner. Um, it's going to really help change that relationship and the way you think and view food um, and not putting any word associated with it. Like if you you know want a cookie today for snack, you say, okay, I'm not having a cheat or a treat by having this cookie. I'm choosing to have a cookie for snack and then I'm going to continue to move forward. Um, but in terms of, you know, keeping this, you know, episode easy to kind of understand, Kevin and I are going to be using the word treat instead to more so talk about cheat. Right. Um, and I think it's something I'm not completely there yet with feeling this way and having these, you know, wonderful relationship with food and with my body. Um, but I am trying to get there. And I think trying to get there means changing the way the words you use, the way you think about things um, to really help change your mindset. So just something I wanted to share with you guys for maybe it would help you as well to stop putting labels on the food you're deciding to eat and just saying simply, I'm eating pizza for dinner or I'm eating a cookie today without labeling it because I think that mindset is going to help drastically in changing the way you view food and your relationship with food right um and I think too the the like you said it's that relationship with yourself and with food that is the big key um and the way that you talk and think and feel is a big indicator of how you're going to react and respond um so the like the more positively that you can talk and feel about it the more positively you're going to respond and act to it and I think jumping right on to that is uh, not labeling it, like you were saying, but also not allowing one meal or one treat to turn into a week worth or a day's worth or a whole month's worth of being away from your plan. Right. And I think that's something I struggled with before is I have, like I mentioned, that all in or all out mentality where which basically means I'm either 100% strict on my diet or I'm 100% off and binging. Um, and so what I've learned throughout these years of losing 300 pounds and just this whole journey I'm on with changing my life is one meal does not cause for or give reason for saying, okay, screw it, I've already failed, I've messed up, going back to that word cheat, cheated. Right you know, bad Jacqueline, you did something wrong and then continuing to keep doing it. So instead of eating a piece of cake and saying, you know what, I chose to eat a piece of cake and move on. For me, it's I ate a piece of cake, I failed, I messed up, I cheated and then now I'm going to eat the whole cake. And I think it's allowing yourself to have those treats, um, like Kevin said, but not allowing it to then lead to more and more and more and more. And that's where I think I'm more so in terms of just, you know, using labels in terms of purposes of sharing this part right here. I'm more of having treats instead of treat days um, because I think that can add to very unhealthy relationships as well because you're just going to start keep eating. And for me, I would just start eating to keep eating and eating and eating because it's my cheat day, a treat day. And, you know, it's reminding well, I think that can be dangerous too because like once you start, you don't stop, but then like you've been so locked in on your diet and in that one day you're going to go way past your calorie allowance for the week or what month or whatever it may be. And you're just way past mm -hmm. like 
if you would have just had the one piece of pizza and moved on from it. Right. And I think that's so important in terms of talking about cheats or treats is I definitely look at it as if I'm really craving something or wanting something in that moment, I have it and then continue to move on and not turning it into an all day eating fest of eating anything I want in this cheat day. Right. Cheat day. Or treat day, whatever right. you want to call it. But again, I think that's important too, is we both feel that it's better to have that meal or that snack or whatever it is and then move on rather than saying, I'm going to allow myself to eat whatever it is for this whole entire day because I think think that can be dangerous too of this all or nothing mentality and leading down a road mm -hmm. of having problems. And that's why I think, you know, as silly as it sounds, just throwing that word cheat out, like I said, makes a huge difference because you're not going to feel that guilt for eating that pizza or that cookie or that need to then want to continue to eat and, you know, eat as much as you can because you feel like you failed. But it's going to be so much easier to be like, you know what, I feel like pizza right now. I'm going to eat this one meal of pizza and continue to move forward, making the next, you know, choice, getting right back on my normal eating plan. Um, and I think just switching that mindset of the words and the way you talk about food and how you are talking to yourself about food is going to drastically help. And I know for me, that's definitely made a huge difference. If I'm like, you know what, I'm going to continue on my whole day, eat this meal and continue to move forward instead of saying this full day, I have free reign to eat whatever I want. Because I know for me, I would completely overdo it to a point of getting myself sick because I would never know when I'm allowing myself to eat that food or that thing again. And then I would be with so much guilt that I would feel like the next day I'd have to kill myself in the gym or restrict calories because I did something bad. And I think that's where I like more cheat, treat, it's getting confusing, but treat meal instead of a treat day. Right. And I think too, there's some keys to um, like handling it better that you've learned that work for you that. I, I think are keys to you growing and having success with overcoming your binge eating as well as this all or nothing mentality. And I think kind of one of those is making sure that you're not going into a meal or a situation where you're starving. Mm -hmm. Because when you're hungry, you're willing to eat anything and everything in sight, not really thinking about, okay, what am I really putting into my body? Right. And so I used to have this thinking of, okay, I know... Today, you know, I personally for me, I love nachos. And so if I knew, you know what, it's my birthday, I'm having nachos for dinner, my family, we're going to go out to dinner, we're going to have nachos. I'm so excited. I'm going to enjoy this meal. I would pretty much starve myself all day to save calories in quotes, so I can go eat those nachos. When I would show up at the restaurant, I would be so hungry that I would eat five baskets of chips myself, the whole bag of nacho or plate of nachos, the whole burrito, the quesadilla, finished Kevin's burrito because I was just so hungry and I would overdo and get myself to a point of being sick because I went in hungry trying to save myself and those calories so I can actually eat these nachos. When in reality, I was doing so much more harm by doing that. Right. And had you like maybe eaten a regular breakfast, a regular lunch, said, okay, I know I'm going to have a bigger dinner, so I might skip on my snack, but not leaving yourself so that you're so hungry that you literally could would eat the world. Right. And I think that's something I still somewhat mentally struggle with, but it's definitely something I've learned is if I know I'm going to go out for pizza with friends, I know now 
it's so much better to stay with your normal eating, eat your breakfast, eat your fruits, eat your vegetables, you know, maybe add a little bit more fiber in to help keep you full to, you know, so you're not going into that meal starving, eating that meal and then just moving on, you know, as it's a normal thing. Yes, that meal might be higher in calories, fat, carbs, whatever, whatever it is. But that's okay because that one meal is not going to derail your whole progress. And that's going to be so much healthier for you long term to allow yourself to enjoy those foods without the guilt, the shame, the I'm doing something wrong. I'm now going to stuff myself because I'm so hungry because I restricted. Now I have to go not eat to undo what I just did. It's going to really start changing that relationship you have. Um, And I think for me, you know, I end up going into it knowing I ate all this food. I'm not going to eat as much because I'm not as hungry. And then I'm going to feel good about myself because I was able to enjoy it without that guilt of starving myself all day or stuffing it down my face now because I'm so hungry. Mentally, that's going to help me feel good and to keep moving forward. Right. And I think, too, another classic example that you like to share is like just because you have that one treat doesn't mean that you have to throw yourself off much the same way if you get a flat tire, you're not going to pop all the other tires because, oh, I have a flat tire. Just because that one tire is popped, you're not going to go pop the other three because you have one flat tire. Right. And that's something I think is still something I'm working on because like I said, that all in or all out mentality is a really hard thing to overcome. Um, But the more you're aware of it, the more you're aware of your choices, how you talk to yourself, how you think, how you're actively trying to change this relationship you have with yourself and with food, I know it's going to become easier because ever since I've started becoming more aware, and I think it's now easier for me to be like, oh, you know what? I shouldn't be thinking this way or this meal isn't bad. This doesn't make me bad eating this or you know what? I'm not cheating because eating this does not make me bad or does not make me a bad person because it's not bad food. And it's helping me really dig down deep and saying it's the relationship I have with food. It's the amount I feel I have to eat and not being able to control it. That's where the issue is and what I need to work on. It's not eating the food. Right. Well, I think too that that goes to the next point of the uh, one way that we feel you should handle these is to feed your cravings. It's not saying, okay, I want nachos and I'm never going to allow myself to eat nachos because again, that's going to lead to the restriction, the bad, the, the, the cycle that we talked about in our previous episode of restricting and then leading to binging. Um, by feeding those cravings, you're going to eliminate those cravings and you can move forward at that point. And I think this is definitely one of the hardest things for me because again, it goes back to years and years and years of saying these foods are bad. You shouldn't eat these foods when you're trying to lose weight. These foods make you in quotes fat and gain weight. Um, so really we're talking about undoing years and years of really what society has told us is good and bad and what we should and should not do. And here we are, you know, finding, especially me in this place where I'm trying to unlearn or undo those old ways of thinking. And I think it takes time and it's hard, but the more, like we, I said, you're aware of it and can understand what's actually going on. And allowing yourself to give in to some of those cravings or to say, you know what, I really want nachos right now and I know it's okay to have nachos and I'm going to have this 
and move on with the rest of the day. I think that's so much healthier because we're not just talking about right now in this exact moment of maybe you're trying to lose weight, but long term in the rest of your life, that's so much healthier to allow yourself to eat that and eat your cravings and to enjoy food because food is meant to be enjoyed um, and then move on from it and not say, you know, nachos are bad, I'm never going to have it, and then constantly think about it, constantly can't stop thinking about it, then you start obsessing over it, then you start saying, oh, if I eat it, I'm bad, and then all that negativity comes into play, and then you're eventually going to give in and have it, even if it's a year later in some cases, like I was before, then it's going to become an unhealthy relationship because then you're going to feel like, oh, I gave in, I failed, I did something wrong, and then try to punish yourself because of it instead of just eating the nachos. Right. And I think not only that, like physically, your body's going to do things that you're going to find other ways to satisfy that craving. And is that going to be the most healthy thing that you could be doing either? And I think right along with that, it's important to remember that feeding your cravings isn't necessarily a bad thing. But feeding your cravings every single day can lead to some issues. And it's important to remember and make choices that are going to get you to reach the goals that you want to reach. We're not saying that having a treat every now and then is not as a bad thing, because it's definitely not. We definitely think that you should be allowing yourself to have those things that you are craving and that are treats. Um, but at the same time, having that big plate of nachos every single week is going to take you a lot longer to get to your goals if your goal is ultimately weight loss. Right. And I think that's an important thing that Kevin brought up is there's a difference between I really want nachos or in that like, you know what, I can treat myself again and have some nachos because it's not what you are doing some of the time. It's what you do most of the time. And I think that's a very hard distinction to kind of remind yourself is, yeah, if you 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 are allowed to eat those foods, but to keep the bigger picture in mind, like he said, and if one of your goals is to lose weight, it's going to take you a lot longer to reach those goals. And then you might start having that negative association with food and nachos because you're not losing weight and you're going to be blaming it on, well, I'm allowed to eat nachos and now it's not helping me lose weight and you're going to start blaming the nachos or blaming the food. And so I think it's important to keep that in mind as well. Like it's yes, it's you're okay to have it. Yes, there's nothing wrong with having it. But thinking, like I said, big picture and your for your life and your goals and your health and your happiness and your well-being is keeping that in mind as well. And I think for me, having weight loss be one of my goals, not my only goal, but one of my goals, it makes it a lot easier to be like, you know what, I know I'm allowed to eat these foods whenever I kind of want. And it's easier than for me to be like, you know what, I don't feel like it right now because I know if I do, I can eat it. Right. And I think that's where it gets kind of... I think that's exactly it. I think it makes it more sustainable when you allow yourself to have that treat and move on as opposed to having it all the time. And then that's not really sustainable for weight loss or for... for Health. Health. Like, right. Like it's just, it, you're constantly in this state of in the middle. There's no real, you're not really making forward progress at that point. And that can get really frustrating. So I think yeah. that's why it's important to um, kind of differentiate, okay, am I really truly craving this or do I really just want it? Like, right. yes, you can have it, but is it going to help me reach my goals? But again, at the same time, you need to take the time and make sure that you are having those treats and feeding those cravings so that you don't end up restricting and then binging out. Right. And I think for me, it it's easier to know I'm in control. And so if I know I can eat nachos anytime I want, it makes me kind of be like, you know what, but I don't really feel like it today. Like, I don't really want them, even though it sounds good. Eh, I don't really want them. 
because you're not putting that restriction on it. Like you can't eat this. Um, and it does. There's something to be said about making it your choice and your decision not to have it. And knowing, yes, I can, but I'm choosing not to. That makes a huge difference. Like for me, knowing I can eat in and out Burger anytime I want to has helped me not want it, if that makes sense. Because I know I'm the one who's in control of whether I have it or not. And it's not this power of constantly, you can't eat it, you can't eat it, you can't eat it. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And then it makes me want it more and obsess about it more. But knowing, you know what? Yes, I can have it, but I'm choosing not to. Really changing that mindset drastically helps. No, absolutely. Um, I think another thing too that's key to kind of feeding these cravings is maybe creating uh and again, this isn't always 100% going to work, but creating a healthy alternative yes. to uh, whatever it is that you may be craving. Be that pizza, be that nachos, be that donuts, whatever that food is that you're craving. Uh, sometimes creating a, a healthier alternative can uh, be a solution to feeding that craving without totally derailing you from your goals. Absolutely. I love doing this. Um I definitely am one where there's nothing quite like an In-N-Out burger. You're never going to recreate it and have it taste exactly like that. So if that's truly your craving and, you know, I say have it. But I also know there's something to be said with recreating your favorite treats at home. And this is one of my favorite things to do. And Kevin knows I am one of my passions is cooking and baking. And I love taking foods that I love like nachos or cheeseburgers or French fries and making a healthier alternative. Um, and, and a good example is I love pasta. And so what I've loved doing recently is adding like taking a serving of pasta, but adding zucchini noodles to it and just bulking it up with lots of vegetables, adding pesto sauce to it or something like that. And I, it, satisfies me a hundred percent for that craving of like Italian food of pasta. Um, and it's just fun for me to go in the kitchen and try to say, you know what? I'm really feeling like a cheeseburger and French fries today. Let's go see how we can make that and, you know, have it come out. And a lot of the times it satisfies that craving for that food. Um, and it's just fun. No, too. I think that that's that's exactly it. Like you find joy in doing that. But I think it's also important to be careful that you're not trying to uh, recreate something that isn't necessarily going to fill that craving, A, but also something that you're not like overcompensating with um, something that doesn't like fill that same thing. Like saying, okay, I'm going to re recreate this pizza with that pizza not saying, okay, I'm going to recreate this pizza and it's a salad. Like, that's not yeah. pizza. Like, that's not going to fill that craving. Right. Oh, and oh like I really feel like pizza. So let me go make this Caesar salad. Like, that's not that's gonna, not gonna yeah. That's not going <laughs> to solve your issue. Um, and the other thing that I think is very important to bring up and be aware of is just because you think you're creating a healthier alternative doesn't necessarily mean that what you're doing is less calories or more healthy. Um, I think a classic case of this is sometimes um, people think of gluten-free as something that's more healthy, uh, when a lot of times they'll think, oh, I'll make this pizza on a gluten-free crust or a cauliflower crust, thinking, okay, I'm going to have a healthier pizza. Um, and reality is that that pizza isn't going to satisfy the craving that that person's having for pizza. And it's also 
as many calories, if not more sometimes, than a regular traditional pizza. Right, and I definitely think that's why it's so important to look at if this is something you are interested in. I know a lot of people say don't look at calories or whatever, but if you are someone who looks at nutrition, looks at calories, trying to lose weight, um, it's so important to look at the nutritional information, the serving size, the calories, because you could say, oh, 300 calories for this pizza crust, that's not bad. But I've ran into this. I saw one and I was like, oh, look, at it. it's a cauliflower crust. Let me look at it. And it was 300 calories for a third of the crust and there was no toppings on it. Um, and I was like, well, at that, I might as well go get a pizza I actually want. And I'm craving from my p- favorite pizza shop and eat two slices and actually satisfy and get what I want than trying to make a healthier version that's going to end up being more calories anyway. Um, if you're talking ingredients wise, you know, sure, cauliflower and cheese and all that might be cleaner in quotes, again, these words, more healthy ingredients. But in terms of calories, that's not always the case. And I know so many people, friends, family who fall into this where they're like, oh, I made healthy pizza. Do you want some? And I turn the package around and look at it and I'm like, that's over a thousand calories just for that healthy crust that you're saying that you're saving calories on by not ordering it from a pizza shop. So I think that's what's important to remember is just because it seems healthier doesn't always mean it's going to be less calories. Um, And again, calories and health and all that is... I think that's all of itself. Oh, absolutely. But I think the point, my point with bringing that up was just because you you view it as it might be healthier doesn't mean that it's going to satisfy that craving. Right. And I think that's important, something important to keep in mind. Just like I said with the zucchini pasta, that works for me. It might not satisfy the next person at all. And then you eat all this zucchini and then you're like, I still want pasta. Like, so it's 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 something to keep in mind. But I also think there's something to trying to have fun in the kitchen, cooking with different ingredients, using different spices and trying to make recreate versions of your favorite food and i think that's something where it can turn into something fun if you like cooking or just experiment with it right. um, because there's so much out there that you can use for pizza crust that's not just cauliflower or that's going to satisfy you and have you feel well it's going to bring more nutritional value than just a regular traditional pizza right so i think experiment look at calories look at the nutrition look at all the different things that are out there and trying to recreate sauces and spices and there's so much you can do um, to satisfy that want for pizza or for a burger or for nachos. And I love making bell pepper nachos and using bell peppers instead of chips. It sometimes completely satisfies me and I love it. But then again, there's also something to the actual chips and the crunch and the whatever from the chips. But I don't think you always have to give in to those cravings try it right try it out there's no harm in trying it's not saying that you can't try those nachos and okay i still am craving nachos and go fill your craving for nachos right but i think it's something like what you're doing most of the time or all the time and for me i know eating nachos every night's not going to help me reach my goals so if i'm really craving nachos and for a whole week say it's that time of the month and all you want are nachos I'm going to try to make a different version of it to still satisfy or give me that taste without completely going off and, you know, so. Right. No, I think that, that that's key too. like you had just said, I think that the whole takeaway with with cravings and treat meals and cheat meals or whatever it is that you want to call it 
is making sure that what you're doing is is more what you're doing more days than not. Right. And that what you're doing is getting you where you want to go more days than not because it's what you do most of the time that gets you where you want to go, not what you're doing like one day out of seven. Right. Um, I think that's definitely kind of sums up this whole thought of treat cheat meals is I say completely throw the word cheat out and listen to your body and actually understand what it's craving, what it's wanting, throwing out good food, bad food. Um, I'm going to take this whole day to cheat and eat whatever I want. Um, Kind of throwing all that out the window and actually listening to yourself and your body and what you need. And then allowing yourself to have a piece of chocolate, allowing yourself to have that In-N-Out burger without the guilt, the shame, the negative con- words that go along no, with absolutely. eating that whole it, connotation that surrounds it. And throwing out that I'm cheating by doing this and I'm indulging and I'm having you know all these words that are making it seem like you're doing something bad and throw that out the window and just enjoy food for what it is because it's food. Um I don't believe there's one food that should be labeled bad or good. You know, for health reasons, obviously, that's different for people. If you have allergies, you're allergic. If your body can't digest it, process it, that's different. But in terms of just classifying foods as good or bad, I say throw that out the window. Listen to your body. And it's not about what you do sometimes. Like Kevin said, it's what you're choosing to do most of the time. And I think it is hard because we've been trained and taught to these foods are good. You shouldn't eat these. These are bad. You shouldn't eat these. Um, And it's kind of somewhat throwing that out the window and, you know, actually listening to your body and doing what's best for it in terms of health and what's going to have you feel good. But also, you know, allowing yourself to have those treats. I think, too, and it's important to listen to your hunger cues and to to your say, say, wow, <laughs> can't even say that word. Now I lost it. Uh, it's to listen to those hunger cues and to your satiety. There it is. And um, and what's actually making you feel full and fulfilled and happy. Mm-hmm. Because if you're eating just to eat, like that's no way to go through life. Yeah, my mom used to tell me she was she went on. Um, Weight Watchers years and years and years and years ago. Um, And for her, because she didn't really know what else to do, she had salad and grilled chicken every night. And that did not satisfy her. It did not taste good. She didn't enjoy it. But she kept doing it because she thought that's what she had to do in order to lose weight. And, you know, I've talked about her now to this day. Like, that's no way to go through life is eating foods just to eat it because you think you have to eat that. Um Food is meant to be enjoyed and it is meant to bring you happiness and joy and, you know, to have you enjoy it and feel good eating it and to go out with friends and know you can enjoy, you know, a glass of wine and some pizza without guilt. Um, All these things are kind of a work in progress and, you know, don't come easy for a lot of people, especially like myself. But I definitely think when we can start the conversation and start changing the way we talk about it, you know, start bringing up different dialogue, dialect or realizing what we're saying and what kind of words we're associating with foods, um, it can start changing that thought process. And for me, even if my friends now bring up, oh, I'm going to go have a cheat and go eat a cookie. I'm like, it's not a cheat, remember? And they're like, oh, yeah. And it's helping people. You know, it's changing the way we think about different things. Um, and that's going to make a huge difference in terms of, you know, what you're eating, how you feel. 
Um, and then at the end of the day, reminding yourself, we're making these choices and the decisions to overall better our life, happiness, health, well-being, and to live our best life possible and to be the best versions of ourselves possible. And so that should always take priority over everything is are the decisions I'm making making me happy? Are they what's helping me reach my goals? Are they what's helping me continue to move forward to work on the challenges, the struggles to overcome for me, my eating disorder, my relationship with food? If the answer is yes, then it doesn't really matter what else is happening because we need to make ourselves a priority. And for me, that's changing the word treat. It's changing the word cheat. It's allowing myself to have these foods without guilt and without shame from myself or from others. Um, And I think once we can start doing that, then it just is going to help us. Right. I think too, the overarching thing that we've talked about in these past few episodes here is being aware the, the, the key to overcoming many struggles is being aware that you are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're aware that you're struggling, you can do the things um, and actively think about the things uh, that you're struggling with so that you can work on changing those behaviors, those thoughts, those patterns mm-hmm. to get where you want to go. Right. So overall, we both feel the word cheat needs to just be completely thrown out the window. But yes, you do need to allow yourself to have treats from time and time again and allow yourself to have it without that shame and that guilt and to have it, enjoy it, and to keep moving forward. Right. No, that's exactly it. So I think with that, we'd like to wrap this up and say thank you for listening to this uh, episode and our little uh, talk or maybe a rant a little bit about uh, cheat meals. Um, Again, we are posting uh, new episodes every Monday. So if you... Uh, would like to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you consume podcasts, we would like to have you check out our new episodes. Right. And just quick disclaimer, remember, these are our thoughts, feelings, opinions, um, and you're entitled to your own thoughts, opinions, and feelings as well. It's whatever works best for you. Um, we're not an expert, not doctors, a doctor, a dietitian. Kind of- we're just sharing based on personal experience and what our thoughts and views and opinions are on these different topics. So, We'd love to hear from you what your opinions are. Um, Like Kevin said, rate, review. Let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know what your opinions are on this topic. Um, We'd love to hear from you guys too. And remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. fly.